0: House of Bob is sponsored by Legend 7 Brewing. Based in our hometown of Calgary, Alberta, these guys do a ton to keep us online and keep beers in our fridge. Thanks for listening. Last time on House of Annihilation, Douglas, Horrock, Leanny, and Cranston leave Rakamar and delve through the forgotten tunnels and mines beneath the Cobalt Mountains. They met the fearsome dragon, Tinder, and proved themselves to her in combat against a terrifying, undead Tyrannosaurus Rex. Now they stand at the cusp of the forgotten city of Omu, overlooking the terrible evil, and hoping against the worst.
1: I'm Dan, I'll be playing Liani, Liana, Cervana,
2: the Elf Beastmaster. Hi, I'm Jake, I'm playing as Cranston Thorn, the Half-Elf Bard. My name's Alex, and I'll be playing as Hork Jones, the human fighter.
3: I'm Christina, and I'm playing Douglas, the Ganassi Evoker.
2: And
0: I'm Sean, your dungeon master. If you like what you hear, you can support House of Bob and help us grow by reviewing us on iTunes, buying merch from our Etsy store, or even just telling your friends about us. Roll on. All right. So last time you guys totally killed. My Tyrannosaurus. It was nice. So easy. Nice work.
2: Yeah. Ain't no thing. Dead.
3: Yeah. You know. No. Nobody Bye. was hurt.
0: I almost got one of you.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: I was Lee close. was never in any real danger. I was pretty excited. <laughs> but I want to congratulate you all because with arriving to Omu, with having defeated the enemies you've taken down so far, you are now level five.
4: Woo! Woo! Oh yeah.
0: Now, level five is an exciting time for most people, except for bards, because they suck. Uh, so <laughs> it's, an in a,
4: in it's an exciting time in a person's
0: life. It's an exciting time in everyone's life, except for bards. So we're going to go around the table. I'm going to get just a little smidgen of what you got at level five, if anything, and we'll roll your hit points together. And whoever got the highest result, dungeon master or player on that hit die roll, that's how many hit points you get, plus your con. So I'll start to my left here. I got Alex, player of Horik Jones. Horik Jones! Jones! How's level five for you?
2: Level five is fucking awesome because I get another attack. It's like having three hands. Right on. Yeah.
0: And what's your hit die? D10. I got my D10 in hand. We'll All both roll.
2: 10. You rolled
0: a 10. There you go.
2: Ah oh, Doesn't shit. get any better than that. Does
0: not. Dan, player for Lianni Servana. Mm-hmm.
2: Elf Beastmaster.
0: The Elf Beastmaster. The danger mode over there.
1: The danger
0: what does a ranger get at level five, if anything? Nothing really. Like new spells, I think?
1: Yeah, yeah, a new spell. Do you get extra attack? I do have extra attack, yeah.
0: So now you have also three attacks.
1: Oh, that's crazy then.
0: What is your hit die? It is a d10. Also a d10. Let's do this. I got a two. Got a one. Congratulations, you have two more hit points <laughs> plus your constitution modifier. <laughs> oh. oh. Now we've got Douglas played by Christina.
4: Hello! <laughs>
3: my good friends.
0: So tell me about level five for wizards.
3: I get two new level three spells. So
0: whole new level spells.
3: Yeah. Whole two new level spells. And one of them inspired by the horic maneuver (laughs) 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 is haste.
0: Ah, (laughs) nice. That's a good one.
3: Mm -hmm. And then the other one is tidal leave.
0: Sounds thematically appropriate. Yeah, for you. exactly. Cool. Do you need water nearby in order to cast that? A
3: drop of water.
0: A drop of water. And
3: luckily, I'm always sweating. As we know,
0: sweating. <laughs> yeah, so. What is a wizard's hit die?
3: D6. D6.
0: All right, so we're going to roll D6.
3: Who got a one? I got a three. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so there
0: you go. So you're plus five hit points to your max. Cool. So we come to a last but greatest. Apparently not from your intro.
4: <laughs> Just
0: Joshin. We all know that you're my arch nemesis. This is true. What?
4: Long this story. goes back years. This goes back years. I see.
0: He never believed it, but I maintain. <laughs> at the gaming table anyway. So, Jake, player of Cranston, dead money, thorn. <laughs> Tell me, what does a bard get at level five?
1: Yeah, bard gets quite a bit, actually. My inspiration die increases to a D8. Okay. And I refresh them on a short rest instead of a long rest. So I okay. can just shoot those around. And I got a couple new spells.
0: All right. Do you want to share your favorite of your new spells with us?
1: Um, probably during that visit from Bashaba in my little vision at the end of last session, she gave me the ability to bestow
0: curse. Oh, nice.
3: You just mean redirect.
1: Yeah, to, to <laughs> lend my
0: curse. <laughs> Here, hold this. <laughs> And what is a bard's hit die? D8. All right, I can roll a D8. One. I got a five. Okay. You've been riding on the dragon for the past couple hours. You've got a short rest.
4: Well,
1: if you spend a hit die, you get an additional D6. Oh,
3: because you're around.
1: Yeah, because I'm around. Oh, cool. and our temporary hit points go up to nine now.
0: Nice. And that's every time you guys do a rest? You just have to do 10 minutes? 10 of... minutes I need, yeah. Okay.
1: 10 minutes of nitpicking and constructive criticism. Sick. I was considering casting my healing spell if you guys need. We can all mm. kind of take a turn using it. What healing spell is it? Is it Cure Wounds or what is it? No, it's an interesting one. It's called Healing Spirit. Okay. So I create a nature spirit and then you basically just have to walk through it and it'll heal you 1d6. Cool. Yeah, I'll take it. I could use it too. Do you need any hit points, Douglas? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cast healing spirit, ghostly spirit appears in front of you, and then we all take turns walking through it. How does the spirit feel about just being passed around like this?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Insulted. Kind of used to it. As we go forward here, I want to give Douglas inspiration oh. for that fantastic use of grease.
3: Cool, thank Such you. Such a greasy
2: boy. <laughs> greasy Doug.
3: Yep, that's what they call me.
0: <laughs> You're dropped off on the very southwest edge there by number one. The cliffs around Omu, as you look down into the city, are about a hundred to 150 feet high above the actual city level, composed of crumbling rock. These cliffs consist of these rocks, these clinging ferns, orchids, and moss spilling out over the edges. Every hundred feet or so, you guys can see a gargoyle perching on the brink of the precipice, staring down at the ruined city, these gargoyles have the face of a devil with its mouth agape in a silent scream.
1: From when we were coming in, yeah, was that vision clear enough that I have a sense of where that black orb would have been in the city?
0: The sphere that you saw originated right at the peak of the northern edge of the city, okay, almost seems like there's like a little cut or a cave in the far end of the city, but you know it's pretty far away. Where dost thou go
1: I feel like probably there's kind of looks like a main road there just northeast of us that leads all the way north throughout the city i okay. feel like that'd be a good starting point
3: i want to try to see if we can ransack some places for healings or water breathing potions yeah we can
1: explore as we go <laughs> how derelict are these buildings we talking
0: you're kind of 150 feet above the city right now and set back a little bit but from what you can see the buildings are in bad condition. A lot of roofs are destroyed. As you can see, half the city is sunk into a lava pit. The other quarter of it is overflowing with water. And the rest has vegetation and jungle and whatever kind of piercing through the tops of all the buildings. So it's not in the greatest of condition.
3: But there still might be stuff around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we can certainly explore as we go.
0: Do you guys start by going down the stairs? Do you try and find a way around? Do you scale down a cliff? What are you, how are you getting down there? Take the stairs. <laughs> yeah, take the stairs. I take
3: the escalator down. Okay. You descend <laughs> these
0: stairs down to this large rectangular building. You can see as you come down to it that the roof is basically collapsed on it. It appears to be some sort of guardhouse standing near the entrance to the city. Cut into the limestone walls of it are some arrow slits, and there's a lopsided iron portcullis cullis hanging over the gateway beyond which you see an open plaza. All right. nice sneak up to the wall. Sure. You take a look inside much of the interior has collapsed into rubble. There's creepers clinging to the walls. There's high grasses sprouting between the flagstones. And you can see evidence of long dead campfires. One wall inside is completely covered with graffiti. Some words are painted in, some words are etched in. Do you go right into the guardhouse?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: All right. So you see this graffiti written all over the wall, a whole bunch of different slogans and phrases and, and pieces of information written here. Some of the things that you see written... Fear the fangs of Rajni. Got it. Eric. Do that, thank you. Another, another message. Eric, <laughs> I've gone in search of the nine shrines. V. Do we know any Vs?
3: Vivica? Might well, she's my like good friend. That's a name,
1: yep. Yeah. The <laughs> Rule. No, the Rule's evil brother. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> another one says, the puzzle cubes are the key. Another says, beware the frog monster. Another mm-hmm. says, who is Unk? Unk is spelled U-N-K-H, kind of oddly. Another says, all hail the King of Feathers. Another says, the snakes are not what they seem.
3: That's true. Yeah, you have
1: to let them go down your gullet.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That had to happen. Mm-hmm. Another says, Kubazan equals bravery.
1: Kubazan. <laughs> <laughs> Does that word mean guys to anything to me? It? That's probably just a name.
0: Shigambi equals wisdom. Moa equals question mark.
1: Cool. Thank I write you. Lee was here. <laughs> Rosnacy was the like the uh, weird snake man, oathbreaker dude yeah. that is somehow responsible for yeah, all this. Yeah, we're kind of here to take care of him um, in a bad way.
3: And we definitely have made frogs our enemies from a few sessions. Yeah. Back.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm no, not afraid we, of the frog king anymore. We had.
3: Uh, <laughs> now that we're so far away. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Or we have one of the puzzle cubes. Yeah, The crane but one. I think we had. So ad- you need nine of them. I think we had identified who that cube belonged to, right?
0: Papa Zodal.
1: So not one of these.
3: Unless Zodal is like the king of feathers.
1: Anything in the guardhouse?
0: That is primarily what you find here. Sure. If you wanted to take a more careful look around, you could roll a perception check.
1: Yeah, sure. 19 perception.
0: You've got this graffiti. You can see that there are these old, cold, dead campfires within the guardhouse. One of them one of them has an arm bone draped over top of the coals. It looks like it's been cooked quite a bit, but you're pretty certain that that is a human arm bone.
1: You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not human. I don't care. <laughs> it's on Nelf Bone.
3: I mean, I'm not human either, but that's still gross.
1: Yeah, humans are gross.
3: Yeah. I
1: watched it live. I know how these things go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. That's the guardhouse.
1: All right. I'm going to head over to like the little cliffside to the northeast.
0: Just to the northeast of the guardhouse, there's this 20-foot cliff. It kind of slopes down. It just looks like as the city sunk in, it sunk in sort of sections. And so this next section with the next couple buildings is kind of sunken down. You make your way down there pretty easily and just a little slide down to the next section. And as you come past these next buildings, you can see that they're definitely super dilapidated. Some of the ceilings are totally collapsed inwards. You don't get the sense that there's really anything inside them. Um, As you come around the corner, just down this main highway, which is this kind of raised stone platform that goes the whole length of the city. You can see down there on the west of this high road is a walled compound with these trails of smoke coming out of it.
1: Hmm. That seems worth investigating. Yeah, active campfires probably or something. Okay. Uh, stealthily approach. Yeah, I'm gonna sneak down to like the outer wall.
3: I just wait where I am.
0: Okay. <laughs> you guys head up there. You can see that there's this smoke drifting lazily from within the compound. The gate here lies in splinters, and there are scorch marks to facing the buildings inside. Near the center of the compound, is a plaza littered with charred human corpses one of them is currently being torn apart by a pack of wild dogs that just they they just look like strays mangy skinny dogs they're currently eating one of these human corpses that are lying in the middle there you come to the wall of the compound you don't see really anything right around but aside from that
1: where is that smoke coming from
0: it looks like from Somewhere around where those human corpses are, they're, they're kind of smoking, but also there's like some fire pits that were set up around All them. right, so the corpses have all been burned.
3: Oh, zombies. Zombies don't burn people. No, but people burn zombies. Did
0: you guys go right in there?
3: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well, if I want yeah. to do
0: that.
1: They might be allies if they're burning zombies. The wild dogs thing's kind of messed up, though. Right. I they're guess the, I was just area. thinking about the dogs. Um, I got sure. animal handling. <laughs> Throw them a bit of human meat. Yep. Hi, Rob doggy. Their bellies. <laughs> Who's a good doggy?
0: All right. So you make your way up. You kind of shoo the dogs away and they kind of like drag a few chunks of meat away with them as they. Oh, run okay. Off so into they the don't the like
1: attack me viciously.
0: Nope. You get up. You kind of get past the first couple bodies and you suddenly come across in the middle of this compound this huge mound of corpses arranged in a triangle around. A six-foot glaive pierced into the ground. This glaive has been thrust into the remains of a burned-out pyre. Charred snake skulls and blackened inhuman vertebrae are lashed to the spear. On a wall nearby, you can see a symbol has been daubed in ash. A snake curled inside a spiral, gripping a circle in his jaws. This is at least 30 bodies surrounding the spear, arranged with the most of them right next to the spear out into a big triangle around the spear. They're just sprawled out, but in a crisp edge line, wherever the dogs haven't pulled bodies away, of a giant triangle about 20 feet across.
1: All well, those uh, zombies had triangles on their foreheads. Oh, I'm scared though. Should be. Does the glaive have any identifying features? It
0: appears to be a normal glaive, but it is decorated with like these snake like right, snake vertebrae and snake skulls and stuff like that is almost as like jangly kind of charms
2: on it.
1: Oh well, we know Rastnas's minions were UNT, right? So
2: those so are those people with like snake parts, for yeah, body like parts, snake centaurs, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably what we got going on here. Help. Typically. Who's out there? I'm talking.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Hello?
1: All right, I look for where the voice is coming from. Hello? And hurry over there.
0: There's this collapsed section of wall lying on the other side of the compound. You hear a voice calling out from underneath it.
4: Hello? (laughs) Is anyone down there?
0: You guys rush over there, and you pull up some of the stone. Underneath it is this scrawny, Bald man with a big white Abe Lincoln beard and a headband pulls himself out. He is completely covered in ash and scrapes from the collapsed wall. and He's just panting. Uh, uh, I didn't I didn't think I'd get out of here. Here is a picture of Orvex Aquarmas. Oh,
3: I uh, create shower. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
4: Thank now you. he's cold. Thank you. It is
3: cold. He <laughs> wakes him up.
4: Where
0: where have you come from? Porch Nyanzaru. Did you see any other survivors?
4: Mm, so far you're our
1: first. Yeah, there's a lot of dead bodies around here. Where'd you come from?
0: I came here with the wizards of Thay. Of Thay?
2: Thay. Thay they.
0: They who?
2: T-H-A-Y. Who's
1: on first? T-H-A-Y. Was a... The wizard that sent us on this quest?
0: Sindra Sylvain? She was Thay, wasn't she? No. No? Never mind. You know who was
3: they though? Oh. Kozif.
1: Kozef Horklaw. Right.
0: Was Thay. Kozef they Was Thayan. He was a wizard from Thay. Okay.
3: So we have to kill this guy.
1: Let's, <laughs> drop, let's drop his name. Do you know a Kozef?
0: Yes. Ko- Kozef was one of the wizards that came out with us. Was? I haven't seen him in a while.
3: But I mean, like, how long is a while?
0: Yeah, when did you get here? I've been trapped for two days.
3: Oh, geez. Mm.
1: How long ago was it when we saw him?
0: Go Over a week. Okay. Yeah. You spent like four days underground. That's true.
3: I thought we what? were cutting through or something, too.
0: Yeah, but he's a wizard.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I'm a wizard. <laughs> Why am I so he fucking He is a slow.
0: more powerful wizard than you.
3: Ugh, stupid dog. So
0: if you have to have it simply, but.
1: Sorry, just to make sure I understand. Yeah. Uh, he came here with Kozef.
0: Yeah. And, and separated yes. here. Yes. Uh, Kozef was one of our group one of the red wizards and...
2: So Kosef was here in Omu with you.
0: Yes, I was serving the red wizards as a scribe and translator. He was here. Is he one of those bodies? I
3: We haven't I gone through them nice. yet. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. No, don't say that to this <laughs> guy. Fuck that guy. Um, we haven't identified any bodies yeah. yet. What were... As a scribe, though, I think you have probably the best eye for this. Well,
0: let's look. Let, let me look at them. My, my friends, my, my employers...
1: Eh, there's um, money to be made elsewhere.
0: He looks through and he begins to kind of identify bodies based on what they're wearing. It's like a, a tear rolls down his eye as he sees a, a charred human corpse kind of near the outside. Some of these men were the the bears we hired from Port the, That's Oblin, and that's that's Chen Lun, and over there. I've traveled with these men for many days. I can't believe that they're gone. It's only been days. You didn't really know them? Wow!
3: I mean, that's how long I've been with you guys. <laughs> the
1: more realistic amount of bond that you guys have built. Yeah. Now
3: I understand. <laughs> um, we've,
0: we've, together, we fought our way past zombies and dinosaurs. And
1: why are the wizards in Omu? Well,
0: they're here looking for some sort of artifact. I'm here to. I was hired to translate old Omuin for them.
1: Is that a language, Omuin? The language of the Omuins.
0: <laughs> okay. I carefully studied them for the past several years as part of my work at the Port Nian Zaru schools.
1: You've done well to survive this long, even after separated from your group. Perhaps we can catch up with them. Hopefully. What exactly happened to you here?
0: We were attacked by the Yuan-Ti. That sounds about right. They descended upon us in the night, and the snake people killed many of us. Uh, one of them threw an explosive potion or something that collapsed the building on top of me.
1: And what's going on with this shrine in the middle here? Is this your people, or is this...
0: This is not the work of the Red Wizards.
1: This is That's not their symbol, though?
0: That symbol, that triangle, I have seen on many of the undead as we've traveled through the jungle. It's not from Thay. This spiral we see on the wall here, this looks very much like yon
4: That's
0: it has something to do with Dendar the Night Serpent.
1: I think your knowledge of old Omuian and all these symbols and factions could be of aid to us. We should stick together regardless Mm -hmm. to keep safe. Yeah. Maybe we'll find some of your party. Yeah. And hopefully we can catch up with uh, the rest of your party.
3: Yeah. It's better in a group than on your own. Isn't that right? Absolutely. What's your name? Orvex. Orvex.
0: Orvex. Orvex. It's a pleasure to meet you.
3: Nice to meet you. I'm Douglas. Douglas. And these are my compatriots. And I tell him each their name. <laughs>
2: I'll say my own name. Okay. Are Thaeans humans? They're ju- that's just the region they're from?
0: Yeah, they're from the country of Thay. Okay. And they are known to uh, use like undead as like slaves and laborers. Oh, wow. They're a majocracy that is basically like a necromancer kind of cult. Wow. Yeah. Spooky. All
1: right, Orvix, I have some questions about Kosef. Sure. Was it unusual for the wizards to travel around with undead?
0: Not, oh. not at all.
1: Though. Not at, at all. From okay. these people, the
0: yeah. the Thains are necromancers. Oh, uh, okay. They're,
1: so it's
4: very
0: the sort of much the, their shtick. The king is a lich. Gotcha. Essentially.
1: Well, when we ran into him,
0: he kind of killed one of our party members. I can't speak to that. I, I was brought out here as a translator. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying the experience we've had with the fae so far has been like less than ideal.
0: If I was here by myself right now, I'd be a dead man. I am willing. Absolutely, to work with you and to aid you. Uh, you are my best chance of survival. One hundred percent. I'm not going to fuck around here and say
4: <laughs> and say
0: no. I'm not hanging out with you because Korzef didn't like your buddy. You guys seem like nice enough people.
3: Thank you. We are. <laughs> we abso- are.
0: I love it. I love, yeah. it. I love nice people. I'm a nice people.
3: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well. Do you need rest? or can I
0: am incredibly (laughs) hurt.
3: Yeah, I assume. So we probably should tend to his wounds. I'll drop a heal
1: on him.
0: You guys find an area within the compound that's kind of off to the side, kind of cleared out a little bit, and Orvex helps you guys build a fire, and I'll let you take a long rest here. Perfect. As you are resting, Orvex begins to tell you about the expedition of the Red Wizards. He lets you know that the Red Wizards came out here for some sort of artifact. I was hired out of Port Nyanzaru because of my knowledge of Omu, as it is a long-lost culture. Only the elves or the dwarves would have actually known someone from this city. I studied under an albino dwarf to learn the text of Oumuans, but if someone were to speak it to me, I would not be able to translate it. The Red Wizards brought me here because they're looking for some sort of treasure, some sort of artifact. It's essentially an archaeological expedition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things that they kept having me repeat to them as we were traveling, they wanted to try and suss out as much information as they could from this myth, this tale of the trickster gods of Omu. I'll tell this to you because I think that you must be here for a similar reason. Hopefully this will help you. As he begins to tell you the story, you put some more logs on the fire. It starts to crackle. It starts to send up a few sparks. And as the darkness of night descends upon you, the smoke of it is hidden and you do your best to conceal the light from Whoever might be watching you. Orvex begins to tell the story, and you allow your imagination to run wild as the vision of his story fills your unconscious mind. Long ago, the god Ubtau hardened his heart and vowed to weep for the people of Omu no longer. The rain stopped, the jungle withered and died, and death swept through Omu. One morning, a wise Zorbo emerged from her hollow tree and spoke to the dying Omoans. Do you all know what a Zorbo is?
3: I don't. I do,
1: but let the audience
3: uh, tell
1: us so the audience knows. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Douglas needs it to explain.
0: (laughs) A Zorbo is, you could say it's sort of like uh, a small bear, uh, maybe around the size of a cat, known to cling to the sides of trees. It eats leaves, it has long evil-looking claws, but it is a part of nature. Some would say it looks like a koala.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>, this is <laughs> like one of those drop bears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the wise Zorbo attempted to convince Abtao of the Oumu'en's worth. She decided to cook him a stew made from all of their good qualities. Catching such virtues would not be easy, so she asked a wily almirage to help her. Do you know what an almirage is? <laughs> no. You know? I know what
1: an almirage is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> an almirage is like a rabbit with a unicorn horn.
3: Oh.
2: Just like a jackalope.
3: With a one horn.
0: I'm glad you know what a jackalope is. The almirage snuck recklessness into the pot, which she saw as a virtue, and Abtaw spat out the stew when he tasted it. From that day on, Obalaka the Zorbo and Ijin the Almirage became terrible enemies. At noon, a brave comedon hopped down from her rock. A comedon <laughs> is a jaguar with venomous snakes growing from its oh, shoulders. Yeah. She saw the evil in the Omuan's heart and decided to lance it like a troublesome boil. The comedon fashioned a holy spear, but in her absent-mindedness, she left it by the riverbank. And a crafty grung stole it. A grung is a frog person.
1: That one we know. Yeah.
2: we've We've met the grung.
0: In her rage, Shigambi, the Kamadan, forgot all about the Omuans and chased
2: Nang Nang the Grung forever across
0: the sky. That's
2: the one we impersonated. Nang Nang.
3: Nang Nang, alright.
2: Bang Nang Bang Bang.
3: <laughs> that's what he was hoping to happen, but that's not
4: what happened.
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> when evening came, a wily Ible
0: stepped from his reed hut. An Ible is <laughs> an Ible is a man-sized crane, intelligent and evil. He didn't like the Omuans, but without them he'd have no one to play his tricks on. The Iblei sent a marsh frog to reason with Abtao, but the frog was angry. Uh-huh. Now what's a frog?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I
0: think it's like a grung, but less humanoid. It's like a grung, but not humanoid.
3: Oh, okay.
0: The marsh frog was angry and decided to wrestle the god instead. This amused Uptau, so he gave the frog tentacles to make it stronger. When Kobazan, the myth, returned to Papazotl the Ible, he chased Papazotl into the swamp with his new tentacles. That night, a Sioux monster broke into Ubtau's palace and stole a pail of water for the Omuans. A Sioux monster is like a baboon or a chimpanzee, but with great fangs, great and, fangs. E- and evil eyes. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, right. I remember you talking about this all, <laughs> all the time, Cranston.
0: <laughs> when the god came running to find the pail of water, the Sioux monster hid the pail inside a Jaculi's burrow. A jaculi is like a massive, tree-born anaconda capable of turning itself invisible. Obtao asked the jungle animals where his water was hidden, and Moa, the Jaculi, was too honest to lie. When Wongo the Sioux Monster found out how Moa had betrayed him, he vowed to catch the jaculai and eat him up. All the while, Unk the flail snail, lived deep under the earth. The noise of the other animals fighting made her slither up to the surface, and when day dawned over her shell, the light blinded Obtao and made his eyes water. Life returned to Omu, and the people built shrines to honor the animals that had saved them. That is the legend of the nine trickster gods. Hmm. It is a mouthful, and there is much couched within its meaning, (laughs) Mm -hmm. much of which I have been unable to determine thus far. But in exploring the city, I hope to unravel Mm -hmm. the secrets of this myth. What did these trickster gods do, truly, in the real world, to save the people of Omu?
3: It's a wonderful story. That's interesting.
1: I will have to ruminate on it.
0: I hope it helps in some way. This Mm -hmm. is something that the red wizards were constantly trying to Mm -hmm. dissect with me, and unfortunately, my knowledge of it is still just surface level. Did they ever find any artifacts? I do know that this is not all of the wizards, not all of their their men. Some of them are still alive out, out somewhere.
1: So at some point during the night, Cranston just wants to send some telepathic messages to the rest of these guys. Sure. Just reminding them that ultimately, the artifact that is here is the Soulmonger, mm-hmm. uh, an artifact of incredible necrotic power. The Thayans are necromancers. Mm-hmm. I okay, cannot assume they they want it for good reasons. No, mm-hmm. I
3: definitely assume they want it for bad reasons. That's why I was trying to tell the dragon to burn it if she saw him. <laughs>
1: yeah. So... Yeah, we should get there first.
3: Yeah.
0: Over the course of the night, further out in the city, you hear the sound of some large or huge creature crashing through the street. It's distant. It's not coming towards you, but you know that there's something big out there. You also hear the night sounds of various animals and creatures moving about. The soft padding of maybe a predator or some other large night creature circling around you, keeping watch you... Make it through the night without anything kind of disturbing your rest. In the morning, Orvex helps prepare breakfast for you. He seems to know what he's doing. Heats up your rations and all that good stuff, and gets everything ready for you. And then he tells you about a shrine that he's seen nearby. The Red Wizards were going to investigate it, but then the attack happened. Um, We could search there for clues first, maybe. I don't know if they made their way over there. I don't know if the Uante are guarding it, but. We were intending to visit it just before we were attacked.
3: I mean, that definitely sounds like a good starting place anyway.
0: Do you know
1: who this shrine was was built to or what it represents?
0: Not yet. We'd only seen it from a distance.
3: So as we walk in over, I want to ask him if he knows anything about puzzle cubes.
0: I have no idea what they are. Oh, okay. There seems to be nine of them.
3: Yeah, just wondering.
0: I'm not sure what they are.
1: On the topic of UNT, reminder that the Oracle told us that there's a lot of division within the UNT ranks. And that they may be convinced to rebel or fight amongst themselves or stuff like that. So that's something to
0: keep in mind. Cool. So he leads you just a little bit west, just behind the compound. This is a rectangular pyramidical building with a wall around it. And in front of it, a large rectangular pool. It's filled with murky water stretching before this vine-draped shrine. There are rope bridges that once spanned over the water, currently floating on its surface, tangled with other debris. The shards of a toppled monolith form stepping stones to the middle of the pool where there's a statue of a stone frog rising above the water.
4: Hmm.
3: We
1: know that we one. Gotta be, the froggy myth.
3: We gotta beware of the frog monster, you guys.
1: We've dealt with him before.
3: Have we? No. <laughs> we'll We've deal dealt with, with him thing. again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, Lee.
1: <laughs> so, sorry, uh... Large frog creature or large frog creatures with tentacles?
0: It's a statue of a stone frog. Okay. Well, maybe it's not the froggy method then. But... Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> but either way, beware of the frog monster. Yeah,
1: it's probably still not good. Yeah. All right, I'm going to head towards the building part.
0: Sure. It sort of looks like you'll have to cross a little bit over the pool just across kind of their walkways in order to really get to the opening of the shrine. You can't really tell because it's so murky how deep the water is, but some of the planks appear to be more sturdy than others.
3: Can I do, just before we go in, just like a quick perception check to see if many people have been here before us?
0: Sure. You're looking around for tracks? Yeah. Go ahead and make me a perception check.
3: Sure thing. Douglas rolls 21.
0: You see animal tracks around the pool. You also find, hidden in some bushes, a pathway that leads around the pond to the gates of the shrine. We found a way around it, but when you get to those gates, you can see that they are firmly locked. Hmm. But you don't find any human tracks or, or like f- footprints or anything like that that looks like that look like anybody's been here super recently.
1: I'm curious about the statue itself, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: I want to get up a little closer and investigate it.
0: So in order to get to the actual statue, you will have to either like walk across the bridges or cross through the water.
1: Oh, right. Um. Well, I'll walk across the bridge. Okay. Good luck. Um, so Thanks. you're kind
0: of hopping from plank to plank. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check.
1: 17 acrobatics.
0: All right. So you manage to hop from stone to stone. You get right up to the front of this frog statue, and you can see inside the mouth of the statue is a stone key set into an indentation on its tongue.
1: Sorry, not a keyhole, a key.
0: A key. A stone key, kind of like in a perfectly carved little section, sitting right on the frog's tongue.
1: Hmm.
3: I dare you to take it. I'm
1: considering it. Uh, one thing I'm unsure of is in the story, it said it was a frog hemoth, which has tentacles as well. Right. This frog does not seem to have any of that.
0: This there's, particular statue does no, not.
1: There's no like mm. parts on its back where maybe a tentacle was broken off or anything.
3: I mean, there was also that marsh frog. There were a few frogs. Well, in the marsh the story. frog turned
1: into the frog hemoth.
3: But this is before. I
1: guess, maybe, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I like keys. I grab it. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Make a DC 18 strength saving throw as a huge pink tongue flashes out of the water and attempts to stick onto your body.
4: Uh, (laughs)
0: 12. This giant pink tongue just sticks onto your chest as you grab the key in your hand and rips you back into the water.
3: So you went with the key, though.
0: You the key's in your hand. Cool.
1: Mission account, I'm it on my it's,
0: sheet it's an <laughs> and it pulls you back into the water as it pulls you back this huge frog bodied looking creature with four huge flailing tentacles for arms and an eye stalk like the creature from the Star Wars compactor machine <laughs> and a mouth with a long pseudopod tongue and fangs rises out of the water it is a frog myth go ahead roll initiative Ransom got 10.
3: Douglas got 18.
2: Hork got 13. 23 for Lee.
0: It is going to be Lee first. Okay. You are on the shore. I would say like 20 feet away from it.
1: All right. Has this thing like emerged out of the water?
0: It's like half out of the water. Okay.
1: Lee pulls out her longbow and is going to attempt to take out one of its eyes. Go for it. 21 to hit. Hits. 10 damage.
0: Okay. How far away am I? You're about 20 feet away from it. You're on the shore outside of the water. Okay. It's in the water with Cranston.
1: I'm just going to keep my distance for now. I'll circle away from the party.
0: You're going to use your extra attack. You're level five. You can use it as an attack action.
1: Hell yeah, I am. Okay, I fire another shot then. Okay. 20 to hit. That hits. 11 damage.
0: Nice. Okay. Arrows hit into the side of the froggy body. Tentacles flashing around. Tongue, wailing around.
1: Lee's going to circle around as well.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so just circle away from the party kind of thing. Just spread ourselves out.
0: It is now Douglas's turn.
3: How deep does Cranston look into the water right now?
0: Cranston is swimming. It doesn't look like his feet touch the ground.
3: Okay. First, I'm casting my brand new spell on you, Horik. <laughs> Haste.
2: Ooh, nice.
3: Yeah. I choose a willing creature that I see within range. I'm willing. And you're in range. <laughs> Until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled. It gains two bonus AC and has advantage on dexterity saving throws. Whoa! And it gains an additional action on each turn
0: Four attacks. Whoa! Yeah. Anything else on your turn, Douglas?
3: Um, I too am gonna want like spread out now.
0: Okay, so, so you guys are just you know twenty tell, feet away from it on all sides. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. Horik, it is your turn.
2: Is it possible to get within 10 feet of this creature without getting right into the water?
0: You could try and work your way across some of the floating planks and the stones yeah. that are within the pond. Okay. It'll be an acrobatics check to move out there. Yep. Absolutely. 12. That is
2: good enough. Nice. You
0: hop across a couple stepping stones. You are now close enough that you can melee this creature.
2: Perfect.
3: Now use all the other attacks. Here. <laughs>
2: all of my attacks. Okay. So first things first, I'm going to do a mace attack. Roll all your attacks. Twenty to hit. Another attack with the mace. 22 to hit. Yep. And then for my pick a 22 to hit. Yep. And again with my pick, 23 to hit.
0: Alright. Those all hit. So four hits. Give me your damage.
2: So Horrocks does 36 damage.
4: You're welcome.
0: Cranston is currently trying to float in the water. It is his turn. What are you doing?
1: know how to swim <laughs> <laughs> you're being held onto, though. though yeah, am i still uh, no you're no. not grappled okay and i'm above the water okay that's fine um is there a one of those stone uh one of those uh platforms right beside me that i could
0: clamber onto you could take a move action to get up on something
1: yeah i'll uh, clamber onto that platform yeah and let's fire a thunder wave at him okay so pull out that uh my drum and he makes a DC 15, Constitution saves, please.
0: He is fine.
1: Well, he takes half damage.
0: Okay. Four damage? Yeah. Okay. The Thunder Wave does not seem to rattle it.
1: And I uh, give Horik a Bardic Inspiration die.
0: Orvex pulls a hand crossbow out from his belt. Cool. And launches a bolt at the Froggy Myth. You see the crossbow bolt chewed out and bounce off of the thick hide <laughs> oh, of the creature. Two tentacles lashing around. One is going to go for Horick. One is going to go for Cranston. First one at horrock 15 to hit. Oh, that just hits. Alright. That is 16 bludgeoning damage.
2: That is damage.
0: And you are grappled. <laughs>
4: yes.
0: 27 to hit oh, Cranston. Okay, yeah, that one will oh. hit.
1: 27? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Twenty seven. 21 bludgeoning damage to Cranston, and you are also grappled. I think he's going to bite. You did that thunder wave against him, and that kind of weirded him out.
4: <laughs> it feels all skeevy. It didn't even
1: do anything, though. It did four damage. <laughs> I, thought, yeah, I thought he said it like, didn't affect him, though. It's just not much.
0: Cranston, 20 to hit with a bite.
1: Uh, that'll hit. nom, nom, nom,
0: nom. 25 piercing damage to you. Aww. Oh. And you are swallowed.
1: Oh. 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 I mean, the 25, okay, sure. Getting swallowed. Not so Not great. my thing. Either so, way, though, I'm at negative so three.
0: You're at negative <laughs> three? Yeah. All
1: right. So you're unconscious now? Yeah. Oh. That's <coughs> real bad.
0: Lee. This creature, currently three free tentacles now lashing around. One, its fourth tentacle, Horak, held tight in its grasp. It, you just saw it. Plunge Cranston into its gullet. It's your turn.
1: Alright, seeing that Lee can't do much for (laughs) Cranston at this point, Lee's gonna fire at the tentacle-holding Horik. Do it. So I'm firing with my bow, and I'm gonna attach the ensnaring strike spell onto it. 24 to hit. Okay. So it's gonna make a strength saving throw. It has to beat a 14. Oh yeah. Damn it. I'm just gonna do its regular damage then. 13 damage. Okay. On the first shot. She's just gonna barrage with one more shot. Twenty to hit. Yes. Eleven damage.
0: Horik, you are in the tentacle's grasp. You just saw Cranston get swallowed, and you have a sense—you're next. You can use your action to try and escape.
2: I'm gonna try to escape. Okay, athletics or acrobatics? I'm gonna go with athletics. I'm trying to
0: burst out of yes, this. Yes, you know, just using your Terry Crews muscles. <laughs> Horrocks flexes his pecs
2: for 15. That's not enough.
0: You have a Bardic Inspiration die. That's
2: right, yes. You know when he's going to roll his Bardic Inspiration die? 19.
0: The tentacle whips back as you drop free of it back onto the platform that you were previously on. You now can take your action.
2: You're
1: inspired by seeing me get swallowed.
3: (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) No, I
4: don't.
2: (laughs) Fuck that shit. Okay, Hork's going to attack once with his mace and twice with his Warpick. Yeah. For his mace, 27 to hit. Yep. For the Warpick, 12 to hit. No. And 8. Okay, give me that damage on that first hit. 11 damage, lunging attack as well, for an additional 2 damage. Douglas.
3: I'm going to cast Shape Water. Sure. I'm going to create a vortex in the water. to try to spin him around yeah get him real confused about what's going on
0: i'm gonna have him make a save
3: okay 15 okay
0: he's making a dexterity saving throw exactly 15. Ah, Cranston you're in the belly of the beast yeah give me a death it's saving throw
4: here. <laughs> ah,
1: 19
0: 19 oh. all right you got one successful save Next we have Orvex. He's gonna shoot again with his crossbow. That will hit. Does some damage. Wow. Now the Frogemoth goes. At the start of the Frogemoth's turn, all swallowed creatures take acid damage. (laughs) Figured. You take ten acid damage from his stomach juices. What? Horic, you're gonna get tentacled again. (laughs) You might even get tentacled twice. (laughs) Ugh. Twenty-one to hit.
2: That hits.
0: And 15 to hit. That also hits. Oh, jeez.
3: Oh, jeez. Oh,
0: jeez. Oh, golly. 24 bludgeoning damage from the first tentacle. From the first tentacle? <laughs> Fuck. And 24 damage from the second. Oh, time. my God.
1: Oh, you got to be dropped from that. Not quite. But what? That's crazy. Close. You've taken, like,
2: three hits from the tentacle. Real close. You are grappled. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs>
0: And it misses you Oof. with its bite. <laughs> All right, we're back around to Liani Cervana, deacon back and forth with their bow.
1: Okay, so I can only attack twice with my bow. That's correct. I'm going to do that then. Okay. Getting in range of this thing does not seem to be going well for our group. First attack, I'm still gonna, just going to aim for the tentacles that are
0: holding Hork. Now, if you wanted to, you could provide him aid on his escape check. Instead of doing damage,
2: I think it's probably fine. Horik yeah. is a very athletic man. Yeah. He can probably escape. I'd just rather do damage. Yeah.
0: Okay. Doing damage. 21 to hit. Hits.
1: Second one. 23. Also
0: hits. Give me some damage.
1: 13. And take another 13.
0: It cries out in pain and flails Horik around in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like he just doesn't care, Douglas.
3: I am going to cast Ice Knife at this guy, specifically at the tentacle that's holding Horak, to hopefully get him to drop it. Okay. I'm gonna use my Inspiration on that. So 15. Unfortunately, I don't think that hits. It does. It does. Oh my god. <laughs> He's quite big. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you hit it with an Ice Knife. What does it do?
3: Seven damage. I have to do something. Dexterity saving throw.
0: I fail my dexterity <laughs> saving throw. Excellent.
3: Oh. Snake eyes, but two more damage. On two
2: me. more damage.
0: Hork, you're currently friggin' grappled by this thing.
2: You're flailing around in the air. So Hork's going to just play his last turn all over again. Okay. He's going to go... He's going to flex all his muscles and try to get ungrappled here. Sure. 14. Nope. So he's going to attack with his mace. 16 to hit. Hits. That's seven damage. Okay. He's going to attack with his war pick. Eight to hit. Eight misses. And he tries once more. 24 to hit. That hits. And he's going to do his lunging attack again. 19 damage.
0: 19 damage. What? what? Nice job. For a huge frog tentacle creature, it appears to be on the brink. Its turn is coming up, but not until after Cranston gets a crack at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm living. <laughs> I get a two, so that's a fail.
0: Good thing Orvix is here to save you guys with yeah. his hand crossbow.
1: NPCs always get the last shot. Yes.
0: <gasps> Maximum damage at the start of the Frogemus turn. Any creatures that happen to be in its belly <laughs> take some acid damage. Who would that possibly be? 11 acid damage. Cranston. Hork, you're still grappled, aren't you?
1: Yep. Got room in that tummy for two?
2: (laughs) Oh, no. I do have room in the tummy for two. Oh, (laughs) no. Maybe you could, like, make Hork's a big man. There's no room for two. (laughs) Yeah, he's at least
1: two
0: bites.
3: Natural one. (laughs) Nice. Does that mean he would drop him?
0: Uh, It means I don't swallow him. Instead, it's just going to take its tentacles and slam you against the statue.
2: Oh, that'll hurt. What a little bitch.
0: (laughs) 27 hit.
2: Oh, I don't know. Maybe.
0: 20 bludgeoning damage from tentacle. And the frog emoth with a half elf in its belly and a football player sized human grappled in two tentacles, it lumbers over towards the side of the pond towards Leanny. It is now Lee's turn. He's just lumbering up to you, maybe 10 feet away from you, five feet away from you. You're just on the edge of the pond there. What do you do now?
1: All right. Lee says, fuck this. Drops her bow and (laughs) takes out her two swords and runs at him. (laughs) Okay. 26.
0: 26 hits. 23. 23 also hits.
1: 26 again. All three hit. 25 damage total.
0: The froggy myth is dying. How do you kill it?
1: Oh, I plunge my sword into its gullet and start tearing upwards to try to get Cranston out.
0: Just sawing upwards through its belly. The viscera and half-elf just slide out into the water, just pouring around your ankles. Cranston is still unconscious, so Douglas, it's your turn.
3: I take one of his potions and feed it to him, I guess.
0: You plunge into the water, swimming over to him, and you... Pull him out. Hold his head above the water and...
3: Just pop the cork, pour it down his gullet.
0: Give him some hit points. Get
3: some.
1: Cranston is like... Just on the stone path, I suppose. Acid eating away at his cloak and goop everywhere. And he's like, guys, I got the key. (laughs) To what? Huzzah! (laughs) I don't know yet.
0: (laughs) The frog Emet's body slumps back, sliding back into the water, starts to sink. Tentacles kind of floating there like some weird, gross tentacle creature. Nice. You guys pull yourselves out of the water and head back over to the gate.
3: Before that, yes. I am going to take that potion bottle that I just used and get some of the acid up in there.
0: Hmm. Stomach acid. Okay, oh. cool. Yeah. Treat that as just an acid flask?
3: Yeah, something to catapult one day, maybe. Totally. <laughs>
0: Very cool. You guys all gather around the locked gate of the shrine, and you can see this inscription above the gate in Old and Orvex comes up behind you. Give me a second. I'll, I'll, I'll translate it. it. It says... um. Kubazan urges us to tread without fear and to give back as much as we take. That's
1: what I was trying to do, tread without fear. <laughs> Am I grabbing <laughs> But <that> now key? <laughs> you've been traumatized.
0: Uh, it's, it's some sort of riddle. I, I'm not sure.
1: Well, it said he's uh, his whole thing was bravery or whatever, according to graffiti, if we can trust graffiti. Of course. We showed him how brave we
0: were.
3: <laughs> so tread without fear, like tread water maybe? Without fear.
0: To tread without fear and to give back as much as we take. I I don't know what that means.
3: Take a key, leave a key kind of situation.
0: (laughs) You guys find that the stone key fits perfectly within that gate. They (laughs) swing open. You guys step forward into the shrine proper. Steps descend down to a ledge overlooking a pit of sharpened stakes. It's probably 30 feet deep. You can see that the whole thing is maybe 20 feet forward, 50 feet across. An alcove on the far wall across from you holds a pedestal with a stone queue resting on it. Looks pretty familiar. A relief carved into the back of the alcove behind that shows a monstrous frog with tentacles fighting a crane. Wooden beams radiate from the walls at floor height above the spikes, with four-foot gaps in between each beam. Carved frog heads extrude from the walls above each beam.
1: Hmm. So, I mean, the tread without fear is probably something to do with the bridges and just... Either going for it or like not using the bridges and just walking over the spikes. (laughs) Can any of us fly? No. No. We do have a jumping ring.
3: Oh, yeah. What would we have
1: to give back if we took that cube, though?
3: Another cube. (laughs)
1: I don't want to give our other cube. Well, yeah, we don't want to give the other cube. That's kind of self-defeating.
3: We know the weight of the one cube. Can't we just...
0: Indiana Jones this. (laughs) That
3: totally worked for him in the movie, so we should (laughs) copy that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, assuming they're the same weight, which is a fair assumption.
0: And you have Papa cube there to compare.
3: How heavy is it?
0: About half a pound.
3: I go and collect half a pound of dirt and rocks. And then I tread with no fear... I take the longest because I'm not afraid.
0: (laughs) You're going from wooden beam to wooden beam across? Yes. Okay. Make an acrobatics check.
3: Oh, good. I'm so good at that.
0: Are you wearing that ring? I am. Go ahead. Roll an acrobatics check. 18. Yeah. So you, like a rabbit, just bound. No fear. Beam to beam all the way across. And as you step off of a beam, it retracts into the wall. Whoa. So Douglas bounds his way across. And now you're at that opposite pedestal. Everybody else is still at the front of the shrine. And there is Kubazan's cube sitting in front of you on this pedestal.
3: Okay. I want to do the switch. Mm -hmm. Mm I do it at a relatively quick, but I'm not like "Ah," sweating it like Indiana Jones was. Yeah, no
0: fear. Just really quick. Like who gives a shit?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Swoop. (laughs) Yeah, swoop. Cube
0: cube in your hand. And you can see just as you pulled it off, there was a little pressure plate there that Mm. your bag of dirt went onto.
3: And I say to the pressure plate, no fear.
0: (laughs) You're totally good. Cool. Give me another dexterity acrobatics check to get <laughs> Perfect. back.
3: 17 this time.
0: You go back around the other side, bouncing from beam to beam. Again, they retract as you bounce off of them, and you land back at the front of the shrine with Kubazan's cube. Excellent work. You now have 2 of the 9 coveted cubes of the Trickster Gods. We'll see you in 2 weeks. The music in this episode was produced by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Oof, woof. Oof, oof.
4: oof, oof.